Hello and welcome to Tracks, Brighton's premier music podcast. My name's Tim. And my name is Harry. And this is episode number 98, like my favourite ever FIFA game. <laughs> Road to the World Cup is here. Oh, we should have made this a Road to the World Cup episode. Because there's World Cup coming too. It is coming. A missed opportunity, Tim, now's we're not the do, time. We've got month, a month of World Cup. We're yeah, going to be fitting stuff in. Get ready for that, <laughs> listeners. We're going to have... Four weeks of Russian music <laughs> for you. <laughs> but in the meantime, we're here, as you know, regular listeners, and you can probably see from the episode title, because I feel like this one's going to be quite a descriptive one. We're here to celebrate Record Store Day 2018, one of the biggest days of the year for us, and one I'm super excited for yet again. Absolutely, Tim, and we are bringing forward some bloody good bands this week. Yeah, all sorts of stuff from every corner of the globe, I feel like we've got. Some really, really cool tunes, great releases, things we're going to flag up to you. And also, maybe my favourite personal musical highlight of the week so far this year. It's a good one. And I can't wait for you all to hear it. So really, why are we holding them up? Don't hold them up anymore, Tim. No, we were literally just saying before we started recording, listeners, that maybe we're going to phase a certain something out. But when you phase it out, you have to really work out what you're going to have. Where? On the flip side. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) See you there. Shall we begin? Let's begin now. You alright, mate? Hello there, Tim. How's it going? Very well, thank you. How are you? I'm really, really good, thank you. I'm enjoying the first moments of summer. Oh, mate, hasn't it been... It's been lovely, but I've just, I have noticed that it's very much spring, and the sun comes out and everyone's like, it's summer. It's not summer. <laughs> it's not everyone's it's like, it's summer. Absolutely. <laughs> Everyone at work, in unison, it's summer. <laughs> um, it's definitely not summer, but a bit of sun in it suddenly becomes that. It just feels it, doesn't it? There's a, yeah. there's a vibe around. We are very fortunate, I think, to live in a city where summer really is a time that feels brilliant it's like if you could make for some reason I'm thinking of this as like stop motion but like the sun <laughs> rises right yeah and then just people just crawl out of holes the people that haven't been out for ages just like appear and they're all just walking down that's right Brian is a little bit like that I sometimes walk along the seafront and think where have you all come from I got off the train this morning from work sorry after this afternoon coming here and um there were just there was nobody around really absolutely dead everyone's at the beach it's never been like that, and every yeah everybody must have been at the beach. It's the only conclusion that I come to. Come to uh, a lot of people were sat outside pubs as well when I was walking through Brighton a bit earlier. Like all the outside tables, any pub that has any outside area was heave ho. Good luck. Yeah, <laughs> heave ho. <laughs> They're moving things. <laughs> um, yeah, I I was going to say that earlier. Just it's a really negative thing to think, but one of the only reasons I don't like pub gardens. Is that you can't get a seat in a pub garden. No. That is true. Because as soon as everyone... If it's time for a pub garden, everyone is there. Yeah. Although I... I'm not a big fan of a pub garden anyway. Why? I love them so much. I'm... Uh, <laughs> I'm more a warm cans on a big bit of grass, kind of a park, maybe a lawn. Well, I think it'll be warm. <laughs> sure well, because they're going like to get warm after a while, aren't they? Uh, but realistic. I just... I like that way you can just sort of lounge around on the grass. Maybe you've got a football. Maybe you've got a frisbee. Maybe you've got a dog. Oh, oh, now you're talking. <laughs> I like that you've become a bit of a dog person because you haven't really been. 
I've just never had a dog. You, you do kind of live with a dog, though, so essentially yeah. you do have one. Yeah. Uh, this is my first, like, real... Every now and then I get a little Snapchat from you. You, like, who's the king of the house or whatever, and it's like yeah. a little tiny face looking off into the distance. Yeah. Like, Tim's a dog person now. Well done. Well, like I said, I never really had dog experiences. My mum my didn't really like dogs growing up, so mm. there was never even... I've, I, there was a period when I wanted one, but it was never really a, a goer at all. No, it's just it was never going to happen. So, yeah, I, w- I just wasn't really an animal person, but now I'm very much a dog person. I think it's like the last year, really. Living. Can you like are you happy to like pick him up and and like she's a lady. All right, pick kimchi. her up and be all uh, like doggy. With oh yeah, like oh, yeah, doggy. Yeah, busy mates. Good. Yeah, absolutely love her. I'm over the moon, mate. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Um, but yeah, back to summer. Have you been like out and about? enjoying it yeah, soaking I mean, it all up we've only really had um, two two proper days <laughs> yeah I know so <laughs> to listeners from actual hot places this is going to sound ridiculous but yeah. we had like Saturday was really hot Saturday last week was really hot and yeah. I tried to make the most of it as much as I could and today was and I was mostly working but I did have a nice long walk to and from work and got a little bit of a walk about in Brighton yeah. which was nice but I really didn't get time to see it. No. It was quite upsetting. Yeah, sorry. Although people are sorry in such state good of affairs. Moods. People are in such good moods. Yeah. You, I think here especially, I, I'm not so sure about London just because everyone's always miserable there, right? No, they... Well, maybe in general, but in yeah. my lovely office, um, people just seemed happier and yeah. more willing to be alive. Yeah. Everyone just looks nicer, don't they? Yeah, they just... They have smiles on their faces. Yeah. Yeah, it is busier in London though. Yeah. Everyone suddenly gets deck chairs out and sits in Green Park, <laughs> and it's quite hard to walk through. Yeah, but um, no, it's it's lovely, and the air was warm. But there was a breeze. I mean, we've been so cold recently, yeah. Tim. This is getting, I think, a little bit to the point of the other week when you started talking about how it's really nice when you go to the pub <laughs> and you see <laughs> your <pub>. friends. <laughs> now we're just like, when the weather's hot, it's nice. people go outside. <laughs> And you have a nice time. But we, I was talking about this with a friend because I met somebody famous at work and I didn't know who they were. So I was chatting to them thinking they were a, like a producer or something. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about weather. And of course, classic for it. Yeah, exactly. Small and talk with a stranger. It, well, I won't say who it was, but... Oh, you have to No, now. I can't name drop. You have to. You can't say that and not. Come on. Okay, okay. It was uh, Gemma Arterton. I kind of know that name. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't recognise her anyway, but we were talking about the weather, and my friend said, well, that when you're in England, that is what you do, because mm. it's so off and on, that yeah. if it's freezing cold, and then it snows, and then it's sunny the next day, and then it's raining, and then it's snowing, and then it's sunny the next day, obviously you're going to talk about that. Yeah. If you're in LA when it's hot all the time, yeah. you can't, you can't in conversation, be like, weather. Yeah. The same. We, we have loads of weather, and that sounds stupid, because... All, all day, every day, there's weather, obviously, but like we have loads of it. All day weather. <laughs> that was a good song. Um, but yeah, like, and this this feels especially significant, I think, because that long months. cold winter <laughs> is kind of over. We've it's broken so from. Long. Oh, it was long. Yeah. Um, so yeah. But I, I think you're going to get a happier Tim and Harry now. Oh yeah. While it lasts, anyway. Yeah. Although in some ways, I was a bit I was a bit grumpy today. Uh, as as you know, I've been working all day, locked inside, slaving away. Don't laugh, I have. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's fine, it's just everybody else's. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, that's the problem, they're not. My girlfriend <laughs> sent me a text saying she was having a barbecue on the beach, so I was like, oh, 
this isn't fair. So in some ways, you're going to get an even grumpier me because I, everyone else is out having a nice time while I'm slaving away. Tim's got a girlfriend. <laughs> that better get cut. <laughs> no. Oh, dear. Anyway, let's move on very, very swiftly. Um, on to musical highlights of the week. Harry, have you got one? Tim. Yes, I do. Uh, so, you all... If you go back a couple of weeks, Tim, you'll remember that I had a highlight, uh, which was Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Umo. Umo. Uh, and I played uh, American Guilt. Uh, now, when I came here and I told you this is my highlight, you had to remind you. Yeah, you're right, mate. You actually reminded me of that. Um, uh, yeah, you had completely forgotten what you had talked about a mere number of weeks ago. Oh, I was so excited. I was like, I've got a new one, Tim. <laughs> and it's a proper one. Yeah. Um, a new album has dropped from them. Uh, a man's two best things in life. Oh. Sex and food. Wee. Tim actually asked me to make that joke. I didn't ask, I didn't ask you to. I, I said, believe, are you going to? I believe it's love and compassion. <laughs> love and appreciation. And, and good times. <laughs> um, and money. Uh, oh, bring it down. Bringing down the tone. Yeah, bringing it down. So they brought this album out uh, on the 6th of April. So it's a few weeks old now. Um, but it is... I was trying to tell you this earlier. I had had... <laughs> I couldn't think of the word then and I won't be able to think of it now. I wasn't... I was looking forward to this. And it's one that kind of came out of nowhere for me. Like we've been we've been talking about anticipated albums of the year. And mm-hmm. thinking of Arctic Monkeys and Vampire Weekend and stuff like that. And then you kind of forget these things have just been kind of surfacing, not knowing that they had albums ready to come out and stuff. And Umo was one of them, and I didn't know it was coming. Yeah, I'd heard a few singles, and I was, I liked them, mm-hmm. but I thought, okay, I like them. It wasn't really getting me. One of those pumped. that wasn't. Yeah, you kind of know it's coming. You, you're a bit, you're intrigued, but not. Yeah, I, I was intrigued. Exactly. It's not edgy to see stuff. Um. And it's a bit like uh, it's a bit like how I felt with. In fact, it's almost exactly the same as how I felt with MGMT. Mm. So it was uh, no an album's coming out. It comes out. You're like, okay. You listen maybe to the first song with MGMT. I wasn't interested. Yeah. Now looky. Bas- yeah, I'm listening to it every bloody day. It's getting <laughs> weird now. It's properly an anthem. All of it. Um, so based on the singles, I was like, okay, whatever. Put it on the other day. And Tim, it's a wonderful piece of work. So it opens up with this track, A God Called Hubris. And I, straight away, I'm hearing Tame Impala vibes. I guess they are a New Zealand psychedelic rock band, so they wouldn't be too far away, because they, um, Australia, which is where Tame Impala are from, they seem to have, well, that part of the world has a lot of exports of uh, psychedelic music of, I've discovered recently. Yeah, it's become relatively vibrant mm. after an eternity of barren music <laughs> output, as far as I'm concerned. Courtney Barnett's Australian, right? Yeah, but that's what I mean. There's quite it's not psych, but... There's quite a lot. Melbourne, in particular, has just got loads of bands coming out of Melbourne. there. Melbourne. Uh, but I think previous to that, you're talking about Kylie Minogue and Jason Donovan, and that's it. <laughs> Jason Donovan. <laughs> and Harry Kuehl. Um, 
let, I'm going to play a track, actually. Um, you haven't heard this album, am I right in thinking? Uh, no, I've heard the singles, but yet to give Sex and Food a full going over. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why too I said that, and then I just kind of looked at you like, stop. I've, I've realised what I've said, and I'd like to retract that statement. Um, I'm going to play the song The Internet of Love That Way, and... It's kind of a slower number. I'll get on to kind of a little bit more about the album after. But uh, yeah, here is the track, The Internet of Love, in brackets, that way. Someone 
So that was the internet of love, in brackets, that way. Um, and the reason why I played that is because, obviously, I've played American Guilt already. And that will give you a bit of an indication on what you're going to get through this album. It's quite mixed in terms of the feel of a lot of the songs. There's one song um, which is has like this kind of Jose Gonzalez kind of um, okay. guitar bits in it. And then there's a, some songs like that which are a bit slower. The song that uh, ends the album, um, If You're Going to Break Yourself, is like your perfect album ender. It's the one that kind of... I was going to say drags on, but that sounds negative. But it's it's a it's like a proper ending. It's slow, it's steady, and it kind of slows down by the end of it until the until the song just ends. And it's his arm around you and guides you out the door. Exactly. There's it's it's somewhat experimental. Um, like I mentioned before, it's a little bit like white denim. There's mm. a lot of white denim uh, riffs in there that sounds quite a lot more. Rocky than previous UMO albums. I reckon the yeah. last one was a little bit more kind of electronically uh, aimed. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that that track that you just played that for me is quite on the more orchestra stuff yeah. that I've heard uh, similar things to before. American Guilt. I that to me is almost like another band that's just so not what I was expecting them, which yeah. is why I thought it was a really cool uh, lead single from the new album. But it's nice to see that they've kind of. I guess maybe there's a bit of a compromise in that they wanted to move in a heavier direction, but they've put tracks in there that Absolutely. classic fans yeah. are still going to like. I don't think you're going to get an album that strays too far from what they do. Um, yeah. It seems like, you know how you've, we mentioned this before, with some bands that just bring out another album and it's kind of much the same. Yeah, much better. And sometimes that's fine and that's just what you expect. This has elements of that and elements of um, kind of, moving away yeah. from what they're that's, known to that's do that's nice best of both worlds exactly that's why it's kind of really stuck with me very well and it's a, and it's good kind of start to finish to listen to it as a full piece as well it's really nice I love his voice very kind of hushed uh, soft tones um, but he has a really good range as well quite a lot of high notes yeah nice deep guy as well um, he's very deep uh, very, deep. very deep and uh, yeah sex and food nice it's very good very good two things sex and food not quite as good as Sex and Violence, as Dizzy Rascal famously said, but uh, good second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that. Go and check that out, please, everybody. Uh, Tim. Suk. Um, Well, for my musical highlight of the week, as you know, more often than, than not, um, <laughs> I like to try and find like a little indie band, maybe someone that people haven't heard of, bring something really, really new to the table. This week, I'm doing almost the exact opposite I'm bringing you a track which has kind of taken over the internet this week and I think rightly so um, it's absolutely huge and I love it I'm talking Janelle Monáe I knew this I'm talking yeah. Pink because I'm fully fully obsessed with it I think that was what I said when I you sent, sent it to you sent it to me like a week ago with the, with the video like, yeah. I, I am obsessed with this and it's video yeah and I think first and foremost before talking about all the kind of meaning behind it and sort of why it's blown up quite as much as it has, I'm just going to say that on a completely uh, face value, aesthetic level, I think this is almost the perfect, perfect pop tune. Mm. It kind of, it's got its kind of subtlety. It's, it, it's, 
it reminds me of the best songs on 1989 Taylor Swift's album basically um, because it's got it doesn't go in too hard it very much knows what it is but it takes those kind of catchy sharp little moments that you need in a proper proper pop tune it feels a bit like something Prince would have made really okay. to me um, and it's just it's just catchy as hell it's one of those that I finished listening to and I just have to listen to it again um, but over and above that big trousers big trousers <laughs> I mean yeah it's basically this kind of unabashed celebration of femininity and the female anatomy quite specifically um, it's coupled with this absolutely stunning video which you know the reason you've mentioned it a couple of times already is because you kind of can't appreciate this song without seeing the video as just because it brings so much more to it the big trousers that you mentioned have got a lot of people talking on the internet because they're vagina trousers basically mm. big huge pink trousers which are made to look like the lady bits um, and I guess in some ways the, the slightly odd thing about picking this for my highlight is while I can definitely kind of applaud and admire something that's so bold and so brilliant and so like uh, I suppose addressing issues that are very timely and very prescient at the moment the whole me too thing um, about women kind of reclaiming their bodies while all of that I can, you know, uh, feel like I want to support that in any way I can, but also know that that's not necessarily my battle all the time. Um, I just, I, I can't, I just can't ignore this. Basically, uh, Janelle Monae, she said of it in the original description for the video on YouTube, um, which has now changed to something really corporate and rubbish, which is a bit annoying because I like the fact that she wrote the original. She said, Pink is a brash celebration of creation, self-love and sexuality, and pussy power. Pink is the colour that unites us all, for pink is the colour found in the deepest and darkest nooks and crannies of humans everywhere. Pink is the future. Um, and basically, I, I just want to play this song, and I want to say that there's a lot of people out there who have written a lot of think pieces about the song and the video, and there's a lot of brilliant interviews with Janelle talking about it. Go and check those things out, because they'll do a far better job than I will of summing up why this is a really important tune and also a really, really brilliant tune and a really brilliant message. Um, but what I'm going to do is play the song right now because I think it's great. So here we have Janelle Monet with Pink.
So there you have it. That was Janelle Monet with Pink, which I should say is spelt with a Y, not an I. It's um, also Janelle Monet. Is it? No. No. Oh. No, I don't think it is. I was going to say, I don't even know why I entertained your suggestion there. <laughs> Who do I? I fully know that that's not how it's pronounced. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. I I just absolutely love it. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's and, got that um, a similar vibe to what Charlie XCX Boys had in terms of its uh, pop kind of sensitivity yeah like it's it's very much on one hand yeah like you've said just a fun song but it also delivers something yeah and i think i think it both of those songs kind of uh sum up perfectly what pop which is often seen as a kind of throwaway genre Mm. actually show that it can be it can be a vehicle for something much bigger and much more important and kind of societally profound if you want to use it that way and that doesn't mean that you have to then make also a boring song. You can make something that's brilliant on face value and have so much more about it. Mm. Um, amazing. I love it. And I believe that brings to a close our musical highlights of the week. We are the Shacks. And this is Jack's word. So regular listeners, you will know because you've heard our little message earlier in the week. Why we are coming to you today on a Saturday. Very unusual for us. Very. Not a normal release day. But uh, this is now the third time that we're doing a Record Store Day episode. It's become a little bit of a tradition for us. Three times. That's loads of years, isn't it? It's, like, it's all of the years, I think. Yeah, it's all the years we've been going, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. But, yeah, it feels like, uh, I don't know, I don't think we've done anything so long running. 
in the show before. Quite no, exciting. Until we've done Great Escape, no. Uh, so for people who can't remember or don't know, or who are from other parts of the world maybe, who knows? Anyone out there, Harry, please can you explain what Record Store Day is? Can indeed. So on a certain day of the month. Oh, did it span <laughs> over a weekend? Uh, yeah, it's not a day of the month though, is it? It's a day of Sorry, the year. Sorry, day of the year. <laughs> um, I think it's basically just one day. Okay. Officially. Basically, uh, labels, artists, all you can think of in music come together and they celebrate records, vinyl, and celebrating how they can offer those to people. So you get a lot of specials, a lot of uh, one-time releases, right. and they've, it's over the years it's become a bit much more of a thing where you'll get people, for instance, Led Zeppelin this year, this is their first year they're releasing something. Yeah. All the big names now get involved. It's become mm. enormous. Yeah. And you get so many like amazing limited runs of maybe old records that you thought you'd never be able to get your hands on. Brand new stuff that you'd never heard before. Really cool artists. Fancy looking things and yeah. big boxes of things and gifts. And- uh, yeah, I mean, for people like me who, while obviously huge music fan, uh, the sort of the visual and tangible sort of feel of a record and just the way the sleeve looks and all that is mm. so much a part of what I love about music as well. This is such an amazing day because you get of course you get vinyl cut in all the maddest shapes, imaginably every colour, everything just looks so cool. They just make it so much more enticing, especially when yeah. there's only 150 copies of something as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, and all record stores all over, I think it is the world. I, I backtracked on that earlier because I panicked. But I'm going to go with it. I think it is a worldwide thing now, Record Store Day. And you get big, like, in-store shows, maybe, or events out in the streets. What we're saying is that 21st of April is a wonderful day to celebrate music. And as we do that every week, we kind of like this one. So we're going to do it again. We're going to bring to you some cool stuff that's getting released, some cool things that are happening, and basically just chat it's what we do, isn't it? It's what we do. We're celebrating. Uh, so, three picks each. You know the drill. Harry, where are you going to take us first? So, I am going to start, Tim, with the 2018 Ambassadors of Record Store Day. Uh, following in the footsteps of St. Vincent last year. I didn't even know they had um, Ambassadors. Yeah, they yeah. definitely do. I only know that because Six Music is now kind of officially affiliated with it, I think. Right. So, they generally, whoever's the ambassador, do like a thing with them. Yeah, following the footsteps of Dave Grohl, Jack White, Metallica, Iggy Pop, blimey, Tim, this is big stuff. Yeah. This is a big day, who knew it? Um, so they are bringing out a record, obviously, with that just seems to be like they've gone all out. Yeah. So it comes in a golden deluxe kind of collector's edition box. Is it new or is it a reissue? Well, it's a, a mixture of... Um, new mixes of songs and some new material as well sick so it, it's kind of if you're a run the jewels fan this is a kind of yeah. big thing for you All the although if you're a marvel fan also apparently this is a big thing for you mm. it's quite marvel um inspired a lot of the artwork is they also say that in one one version of this there is a redesign of their front cover by marvel themselves really so one of the issues is going to have that. Who knows where that's going to be? There's 5,000 copies of this one. That's exciting. 5,000 copies in 
the world. I feel like we do this every year. There's a there's one which we really like the sound of, and we try and speculate whether one they'll be in Brighton or not, and two, roughly how many each store is going to have. Yeah. I would guess that there's probably more than 5,000 stores taking part this year, so it's probably limited numbers in the ones that have it, and I reckon not everyone's going to have it. So this is, this is a bit of gold that you're trying to it's dig out. It's literally a bit of gold. Yeah. You get a oh, lovely yeah, gold box. Actually, as well. Uh, with the logo on top, which is like kind of protruding from the front, which is lovely. Um, it's by far probably the most interesting looking uh, in terms of, like you say, having something to hold, having something. Um, it's got... Um, a record sleeve in it as well with some different pieces of artwork an etched 12 inch uh, now we, we we were wondering what that might be if something's etched I don't really know how a record can be etched purely because surely the grooves are the important bit but yeah interested to find out but they found a way to do it no matter what it is I, I would very much like to see this thing in the flesh yeah um, am I a big enough fan to buy it no pricing you don't really get prices on things uh, when you look them up. You don't do get you? on their site, no. Interesting, that, isn't it? Yeah, it's interesting. It could be £900. Well, I guess it depends on the store, right? Or six people can mark it up to whatever they want. Yeah, they can. You might get some nutter record store owner out there who can <laughs> charge you quid. <laughs> 50p or a grand, who knows? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, this just looks brilliant in terms of, like I've said, actually having a physical thing. I like the idea of a box. Yeah. I had another one that was in a box. It was J5 releasing something as well. Yeah, there's a few... In like a wooden box. A wooden box. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, I've got like my collector's edition, all the Maccabees records in one like big box thing, and I absolutely love that. These mm. are the kind of pieces that you really treasure. Absolutely. Um, For they are jewels. Now, obviously, we don't have... <laughs> Very good. So, obviously, there's no track list for what is on there yet, but legend has it. It's going to be great. So let's play Legend Has It by Ron the Jewels. Lovely stuff. What? Hear what I say. We are the business today. Fuck shit is finished today. All T and J. We the new PB and J. We dropped the classic today. We did a tablet of acid today. Lit choice with the matches and ashes away. We dash away. Donna and Dixon, the pistol is blasting away. Doctors of death. Filling our patients of breath. We are the pain you can trust. Fucking it work. Hooking up curses and slurs. Smoking my brain in a mush. I became famous for blaming you fuck. Maiming my way through the brush. There was no training or taming of me and my bro. Live like a man, but I'm animal raw. We are the murderers there. That with the jail and we murdered the murderers there. Then with the hell and discovered the devil delivered some hurt and despair. Used to have power to push. Now I smoke pounds of the push. Holy, I'm burning the bush. Now I give a fuck about none of this shit. Two runner over and out of this bitch. Step into the spotlight. Uppers and downers get done. I'm in a rush to be numb. Dropping a thousand ain't much. Come from the clouds on a missile to turn this whole town into dust. Don't make a sound, baby, hush. I am the living swipe right on the mic. I'm a slut. I don't know how to not spit like a loud. I spill it pound on my kids on your couch. Half of a mongrel and mythical team. Feeling this treacherous thing. Legend says L is a spawn out of hell. The myth is my mama's a murderous queen. Yo, I can in like in God 
father one. You get the gun as I christen my son. If I die today in this hell, I should pay. Tell the Lord Mike, he said, fuck, it was fun. Every new rack is my dick in a box. We get a doozy, the rulers a lot. You're getting used to me doing no wrong. I don't play chicken, you prick, I'm a fox. You wanna kick it, I'll give you the rocks. You kiss the wood chipper blade if you bark. I'm fucking magic, in fact, I'm a wall like a talk. I got a unicorn for Stop. there we go that was legend has it you can go and pick up their new record on record store day please do if you like run the jewels uh tim <laughs> what is your first pick uh so my first pick what i'm going to go with is to kind of illustrate the one of the great things about record store day is often that you get to hear new stuff from a band that have been relatively inactive for a while and that you're really really excited to hear uh parquet courts do you remember parquet courts i do indeed I was a huge fan of their first album, 2014's uh, Constant Nausea, and then 2016 again, re-became a huge fan. Uh, Human Performance, I just thought was one of the best best indie albums of the year by Miles, but also just a real piece of genius. They did have last year Milano, which was with uh, Danielle Lupi. But that kind of wasn't really a Parquet Courts album. You know, the other influences on it made it feel something slightly different. So for me, this is the first new stuff I've heard from them for ages. And we've got two tracks coming out. A and a B. An A and a B. It's coming out on Rough Trade, and we're getting Mardi Gras Beads, which is going to be on the new album Wide Awake, which I think is coming out towards the end of this year. Um, and then also Seems Kind of Silly, which is an exclusive B-side. We're not getting the flashy stuff we're getting from Run the Jewels by any means. If the image on the record store day website which i should say at this point actually everyone go and check that out because that's where you can find everything that's getting released and it's so cool just to swipe through yeah just to scroll I, down it's pretty nice i've looked through the entire list about four times now and i just i just love it there's always a lot of bowie stuff isn't there every year yeah there's certain artists that really like clearly their label are going all out for it yeah. but um yeah it's just a really really cool website to just scroll through and get lost in and find new music um but yeah, if the, it's probably not going to be that much of a flashy thing. I think it might just be in literally a paper sleeve. Um, but I'm just really, really excited to hear Parquet Courts again. Mm. Um, 
absolutely brilliant band. One of the best things to come out of New York for ages, in my humble opinion. Obviously a hotbed for music in general, but definitely indie stuff. I don't think anything better than Parker Courts has been since probably... Don't know. I was going to make up a year then, but I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be completely no, fucked out. No, Shefford. Um, they're really, really good, is what I'm trying to say. And let's have a listen to this song. I'm going to say now, because who knows what's going to happen in the edit. We might not be able to get the actual. There's definitely a live version of this that we can play now. Okay. If nothing else, that's out there. Um, hopefully, we've got a recorded version. Who knows? Enjoy it, whatever it is, listeners. I have, so you should too. This is Parquet Courts with Mardi Gras beads. have it that was parquet courts harry what's your second pick please tim thank you my <laughs> second pick is uh, a guy that i don't really know all that much about oh here we go no classic it's, harry minimal research it's not minimal research <laughs> you can't know all the people um the artist is bibio now when i say i don't know a lot about him i listen to his music i like it but i can't tell you his birthday and where he met his wife 
If well, he has one, he may Google not even it. have one. <laughs> uh, he's bringing out a record, uh, Zen Drums and Dada Drums. It is a 12-inch of new material released by Warp, crafted from live drums and synthesizers. Now, the interesting thing about this, and the reason why I'm picking it, is because it was produced in collaboration with uh, a calligrapher called Timothy Dickinson. Oh. Do you know them? No. <laughs> 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 you sounded so intrigued. I am intrigued. Uh, still intrigued, but you I like the idea of calligraphy. It. I like the name Timothy. I'm in. Oh, I'm trying to think. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, now, another great thing about this: there's a thousand copies, and they are all hand painted and utterly unique. Now, if you're a Bibio fan, I couldn't think of anything more enticing than having to go and get one of these albums. The fact that each one is different. Now, if you look at this, uh, Tim, I don't think you've seen this yet, but it's like black paint strokes. There you go. Can you see it? Yeah, I can see it and I like it. And we worked out. Well, I thought, you know, that's it's not that much. And you, th- you said, you know, that's like 2,000 strokes. There's more than two strokes in that. Yeah, that, that's maybe... Five or ten thousand strokes. Five there. or ten thousand, and we should find them all and count. To be fair, that'll take what a little while. What if there's some on the back, Tim? Oh yeah, true. Basically, it's going to have taken a while. Two thousand of those, or more. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do it. There's only a thousand. Oh, a thousand of those. I wouldn't want to do that either. I know. Never would I. <laughs> but that is, I think, the epitome of what Record Store Day means to me is getting that, th- especially when you're a record collector. I wouldn't put myself forward as a record collector. I, I only really have special editions of things. Yeah, you like a you like a specific piece. I do. And I, I, I don't know what it is necessarily. I just, I like to get something when I'm spending that much money on something. And often I get things from America. So they're like 40, 50 quid a lot of the time. Yeah. And I don't have the best setup at home right now. So I don't really want to put all my money into records that I don't think I'm going to play all that often. Um, one day I feel like it will happen. But these are the things I want to be picking up. Yeah. The those, stuff that are that rare. Those like proper one-off pieces. That's what this day is great for. Yeah. I mean, my... However many records I've got at home. Thousands of pounds, Tim. I haven't even got that many. Tens of thousands of millions of pounds. Because of Record Store Day. Oh, because of Record Store Day. Because of RSD. I'm not Slash sure that's... also Black Friday. Yeah, and, I thought that was uh, mainly the reason. And just July once. <laughs> <laughs> but also, <laughs> Record Store Day. Um, I'm going to play a song. Um... By Bibio. Now, this song I played to you earlier, and you don't really know much about him, do you, either? I know. Absolutely diddly squat. <laughs> absolutely diddly diddly diddly. <laughs> so, um, Bibio is an English music producer. Um, he kind of primarily sits in with electronic and experimental kind of music. I always produce... Uh, produce? I always slot him in with people like Bonobo, but I don't know if that's just because of his name. Mm-hmm. Bibio, Bibio, Bonobo, Bonobo, yeah, that kind of stuff. A little bit aerial pink. There's that kind of um, chilled out vibe to him. Yeah, and I, and I assume you know if this has got kind of um, natural drums in it and a lot of synthesizer sounds, and if if it's electronic as well and Zen drums, Dada drums, that sounds a little bit um, kind of world musicy as well. Yeah, I would say. Um, so I'm really interested to hear this. You can't hear it. At the moment, as far as I know, it's only on these records. I'm oh, sure okay. it'll be released online at some it's point. It's one of those. But, uh, it is one of those. Um, so I'm just going to play a song that I like of his called Petals. So, oh, that sounds nice. That's lovely, Petals. And there's only 
there's only one version of a petal. No, that's snowflakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's loads of versions oh, of petals. Let's play Petals by Bibi. Yeah, here we go. Go pick that thing up on the Saturday. Tim, second pick. So one of the things that I really like, I think I feel like we've both started <laughs> every single pick with that. One of the things that I like about <laughs> Record Store Day is this. Um, I like the way they look. <laughs> but uh, reissues from bands that are defunct, nothing more coming out, and if you ever wanted to get their stuff on vinyl, would be unbelievably Good difficult. Good luck to you. Yeah, exactly. Um, the band that I'm picking is the Demon Fuzz. They were a kind of Afro rock group who oh, were nearly picked them. Did you? Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well done. Brilliant. You? Absolutely brilliant. Um, but formed in 1968, split up in 1962. Kind of British, but kind of not. I think they're all immigrants from around the world, but formed together in a wonderful symbiosis. Um, I don't really know what that word long means, word but I've alert. gone with it. Long word. We need a jingle for long words. Uh, yeah. Basically, they joined together in the UK and made a load of really, really cool kind of psyche, slightly jazz-influenced stuff. So they're putting out a three-track seven-inch, which, according to the Record Store Day website, is highly sought after. So... Mm. If they're saying it is, then it must be. Um, 
the originals of this apparently go for more than a hundred dollars. What? A hundred English dollars. <laughs> so much money for a seven inch. Do you know what you just said? Yeah, of course I know what I said. That, that was the thing, yeah, but, Harry. I know, but sometimes you don't, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, a hundred English euros. <laughs> Hang on a minute, Sid. Do you understand what you're doing? Um, basically, it's a big thing. <laughs> and there's a really, really cool version of the track, I Put a Spell on You, which I've loved for ages. I and put a spell on you. I I wouldn't I probably wouldn't pay hundred pounds to have it on vinyl, but I would pay <laughs> probably the seventy eight the six or seven pounds that it's actually going to be on this record store day. I, I don't know how much it's going. I'm just guessing. It's seven inches, isn't it? So it's going to be fairly cheap. Twelve minimum. Okay, well fine. I'll pay that as well. What do you think the most you'd pay for a record is? You've already said you'd pay fifty, but would you go higher? Yeah. No, because. Well, I... Stop doing that. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's the thing people do to him. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, no, I think... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Blonde, including postage, was about 67. Yeah, but you got about five versions of that in the end. I got, so. two, I got two versions. I got two versions, and they were both... Why are we saying versions? I mean copies. Because I'm thinking of... Uh, can't you? Oh, okay. Nice. I got two versions. Oh, nice. That's how I sound. Yeah, that was much better. I got two versions. <laughs> Any- oh, God. That sounded weird. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, the Demon Fuzz. Yeah, the, I don't know how many copies of this there are. They haven't specified it. but Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And I, I feel like when they don't, it's because there's uh, quite a few. Yeah. But what I can tell you is that the vinyl's going to be silver and it's going to be sick. So let's have a listen to I Put a Spell on You.
You know I can't stand it You went around You know better, girl I can't stand it Can't stand it Because you let me die Yeah I put a spell on you There you have it. That was the Demon Force. Harry. Barbara of Fleet Street. I don't know what that means. The Demon Barbara of Fleet Street. Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Well done. (laughs) I got a thing. Right, this next one is going to interest you greatly. So, I know I say it. I say it all the time, Tim. Uh, I do not know much about this artist, but nobody does. (laughs) Do you know much about anything? Absolutely not, but let's not bring that up. It makes me sad. Um, nobody knows a lot about this artist. Okay. Uh, this is the very first uh, seven inch from them. Very first single, I believe, uh, from the artist Coach Hop. Now, the reason why I think you're going to be a very big fan of this is because one of the singles is called I Like Taylor Swift. Yes. It is, and we listened to it earlier, yep. and it just it felt like my life. And then the second is called Everything's Fine, and that sounds a bit Kane Strangy. Yeah, it does, and also a bit us as well. A little, very much us. Smiling at each other, everything's fine. That's a little bit of us. Uh, now, this is the first release uh, from Scratchy Records. Don't know. No, neither do I. Excited to know about Like them. I say, there, there's not a lot to go on with this, because it's just... <laughs> they, I mean, they. I guess they're using... Um, Record Store Day as a platform yeah. to throw this. Well, that's the out cool. There. That's another cool thing that Record Store Day does, which yeah. we haven't spoken well, about. Well, it's there for all sorts, isn't it? There's there for the specials. It's there for people yeah. to kind of just release their, an album, whether yeah. it's their first or fourth or others. Yeah, but it's um, great that this gets put along. I think on Spotify, this song's got like less than a thousand plays. Oh yeah. So that that gets put alongside you know ACDC or whoever it is on the big list of Record Store Day releases is great. What a brilliant bit of exposure for, I think, a really, from the one song I've heard, quite an interesting band. Yeah, and it's an investment, because if you're if you're going to, if you're a label and you think, right, we've got this artist here and we're just going to invest in getting their, their record for Record Store Day. Yeah. So, like, would we have picked up on this without um, without going through that website? Probably it's, not, no. Probably not, no. The fact that it's called I Like Taylor Swift means we probably would have yeah. ended up hearing it. Yeah. But um, I thought this was very Tim- very us um let's take a listen to it just so we got a bit more to go on because this is absolutely my kind of pick of 
this is just a song that's cool. The, mm. the album cover is decent. It's a little boy jumping. <laughs> Sounds it. <laughs> kind of looks like a lot of Instagram photos. Mm. Fancy ones. Nice ones. Nice Good ones. ones. It's a classy Instagram. Classy. Good filter. Nice border. Boom. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so let's listen to the track, uh, I Like Taylor Swift, because that's what we do like. Yeah. She's just a girl with a guitar. Very far away, stayed at a candidate, and I see her every day in magazines and websites. People say it's kind of fake, like her, but who said that I'll fight you? I don't care what people say. Some 41 and Frightened Rabbit with uh, I Like Taylor Swift. Well, yeah, it does have... And the thing is, not only if we believed in guilty pleasures, which, as we said a million times, we don't, but not only is like Taylor Swift a bit of a guilty pleasure, quote-unquote, of mine, but pop-punk is also something that yeah. I absolutely love. Well, um, that's another reason why I picked up on this, yeah. is those lyrics. It's like, I mean, that is almost our tagline of, yeah. there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure, it's just something you like. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, everything about that is really great. I'm going to be listening to that for ages, I can already tell. It's brilliant, and it's yeah. funny, and I know you like funny. I do, yeah. So that's definitely one, and there'll probably be quite a few of these. So go and pick that one up. It's a good little one to have. And who knows where Coach Hop will be in the future? Yeah. Hopping coaches, hopefully. 
Yeah. On his way to Evil Knievel. What? <laughs> he used to jump over coaches, didn't he? Oh! On his old motorbike. That's a good reference, Tim. Yeah, cheers, mate. I think you've won. Thanks. Tim, what's your third pick? So my third one is, I guess, similar to that in that it's something that I found completely fresh uh, from the record store day website, and it just intrigued me straight away. Sleeve art, we're talking bright pink uh, with, like, sort of white bubble writing that I think is in another language, and then underneath in black with like the, there's like a cool little illustration and then it says the band's name Otto Boki Beaver so these are a punk rock kind of garage type quartet out of Kyoto Japan so it says here that the band's name is taken from a local quote unquote this is in quotation marks love hotel oh I can yeah. only imagine what a love hotel is well don't get seedy because I can fit I can see your eyes you seedy little eyes <laughs> bulging out of my head I think a love hotel is somewhere you go to share a nice little moment hopefully on your honeymoon maybe on your honeymoon um, honey- yeah, yeah. but nice. basically they describe themselves as Japanese girls knockout or pound cake band again I don't really know that what, that <laughs> what are they either. doing but no matter what they are, they're, they're brilliant they they're kind of like a heavier higher energy Japanese Heinz that is kind of the comparison yeah. I'm going to make. Um, but they're one of those that I often, every record store day when I'm going through the releases, I'll find like a cover or I'll find a band name or I'll find something and I'll think, I really hope these are good because everything I've seen so far is ticked every box and now I just need the music to back it up and I'm going to be totally into it. And thankfully, we listened to them earlier and I just, we went through about five or six tracks and every single one I was just like, this is great. I this was going great. to say, oh, as a joke, Tim, try and read that first title. But I realised that's just asking you to read a language you don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's about 19 letters long. Yeah, Yeah, some of them are a bit long and a bit confusing, but some of it's kind of vaguely English names too. It sounds like they like to be confusing in a yeah, way. Like yeah, a bit, I think so. Bit of a quirky band. Yeah, definitely quirky and they're playing on that, but that's what's great about them. The album is called I'm Gonna Try. I'm going to try and say it. The album is called Okoshiyasu Otoboki Beaver, which is essentially a compilation of their output from 2010 to 2015. Uh, Okoshiyasu is Kyoto slang for welcome. Beaver? Welcome, Beaver. Who knows what it all means? Okoboki Beaver. (laughs) What was it again? I don't... I can't... I can't keep trying to say it. Just for my sake. One more time. Okay, the band are Otto Bucky Beaver. Otto Bucky Beaver. And the album is called Okoshiyasu Otto Bucky Beaver. Okoshiyasu Otto Bucky Beaver. Yeah, so it's welcome to Otto Bucky Beaver, basically. Is what? But in slang. Love hotels, beaver hotels, I don't know what. Not beaver hotels, there's no beaver <laughs> hotel. Know. Where have you pulled that from? <laughs> you strange man. What's Okoboko? Oh, stop now. It's a wonderful name, and I can't, cannot wait to listen to it. Basically, this. they're brilliant. Um, I absolutely love what I've heard so far, and I really, really can't wait to hear more. They sound like they'd be fun live. Yeah, so fun. And when you when you all hear this track, I'm really excited to share this one, because I think everyone's going to find it as just like thoroughly enjoyable as I do. Because even the song name of the... The title of the song that I'm going to pick is called... Ultra Miracle Super Sire Psych Festival. Oh yeah, no, that makes sense. 
brilliant, right? Mm. They're great. Standard, but you they know. are. Regardless of what happens from this point, I'm going to go out on Saturday. You're going to go out on Saturday, try and buy some records. Of course, I am. Of course, but regardless, In the sun. Of, exactly. Sunny out there, Tim. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> regardless of what I managed to get my hands on, this is going to be my favorite discovery of this year's record store day. I'm really excited, and I can't wait to play this song. I'm not going to say all the words of who it's by and what it's called again <laughs> because it's tiring, but we're going to enjoy this one. So here we go.
So there you have it. That was Otsuboki Beaver. Absolutely brilliant. Reminded me a little bit of like a Japanese operator, please, maybe. Beginning reminded me of the rapture. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. Brilliant. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And that brings us to the end of yet another episode and yet another Rogue Store Day. Just really enjoyed when you did that. Why? Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Built myself up into a crescendo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's going to be a really, really good one. I hope all of you guys do get out there and make the most of the day because it's going to be huge. And it's one of, it's one of the best days of the year to celebrate music. It's a really exactly, important yeah. thing. And celebrate your local independent retail as well because I feel like uh, in the current climate, obviously we're having a bit of a vinyl boom. But even so, these are generally kind of businesses that are run because it's really in the hearts of the people who run Absolutely. them so um have you heard about this new hd vinyl coming next year i have yeah and i find it all a little bit baffling personally yeah. because i would have thought that's something they wouldn't want to dabble with. well yeah that's kind of my point the the acceptance the, of a vinyl not being quite the good as yeah, good a quality as exactly. streaming is something there's an authenticity to it and actually often a warmth that you don't get elsewhere so it kind of it's like that's the that's the appeal of vinyl mm. my my title of the creator record actually kind of um there's a like a yeah. in the background where it sounds like whatever synth is going on in the first track is kind of skipping yeah. and it's not meant to be there but I love it. It's there. Yeah. And that's my thing, See, that, man. That, that's the thing. So for me, I, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely check it out, but maybe you're dabbling. You're messing with something that doesn't need to be messed with. Yeah. Just keep it as it is. Yeah. People like it, clearly. Anyway, uh, do we have a song that we're going to finish this episode on, Haroldo? Yes, we do, Tim. We're going to go out on Record Store by Bronco. Great choice. Makes perfect sense. Let's just say a quick thank you to everyone for tuning in. Have a lovely day. We love you. And we'll see you incredibly soon because it's Saturday today. So we'll see you in a few days. Yeah. Normal release day next week. See you then. See you later. Love you. Bye. Bye.